I'm Intruder Green. You might know me from things like Colima's, Richard J. Donovan Correctional Facility, and Be Real. Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. It is the 27th of September, and uh, yeah, I just want to say, it finally happened to me. I got corona. That's right, everybody. It's uh, I'm in the club now. I'm cool and everything. Um, I got to say, it wasn't as bad as when I got sick Uh. I don't know. I think I talked about that on the podcast when I got sick at the like beginning of uh, the pandemic. But uh, it wasn't with Corona. Apparently, see, at least the doctors said so. They're like confusing shit. They didn't know what the hell it was. But uh, that was a lot more sick than uh, when I got Corona just now because, well, I don't know why. Because actually, because I think it was uh, possibly because I totally like up to my ears in uh what is it called uh vaccinations and shit i got that shit like four times i'm not i'm serious I, i'm not a count that's how many times it was i'm pretty sure um and uh yeah you know it felt like a real bad cold and i know I, i'm not trying to downplay it nothing because like i know some people got it way worse than that and uh you know like it's real serious still uh <laughs> i know that uh you know i think President Biden said something about like the pandemic's over, but we're still dealing with COVID. And, and you know, a lot of people are taking an issue with that because they're like, well, uh, if the pandemic's over, but we're still dealing with COVID, uh, I think that's like a oxymoronic or some shit like that. Some kind of moronic. I don't know. But anyway, real happy to uh, be back with a new podcast for you guys. Uh, this this week, we got uh, this week. Uh, this episode, I should say, because uh, you never know when we're going to do one of these nowadays, you know. Uh, but uh, we got Lisa Root on the show. Uh, she is the, uh, I don't know what to call her, actually, a editor, a chief editor. She kind of started this whole thing by herself, uh, New Noise Magazine. And it's a real good one uh, if you're into, like, just being able to, like, pick up an actual physical copy of uh, something to read like once a once a every like couple months or something uh that's got like all your favorite bands in it and stuff and lots of good photos and everything and little you know write-ups and everything it's good like uh i know there's been for some reason i feel like there's been talk about like uh rolling stone magazine and stuff lately and i don't know i feel like that magazine kind of sucks these days uh unless they want to do a story about me and then i think they're real cool you know, that's the way uh, the world works, uh, tit for tat and whatnot. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, you should check it out, New Noise Magazine, if you get a chance. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about it on the podcast. And uh, yeah, like I said, everybody, uh, I'm switching it up the, uh, well, I don't know. I <laughs> This is a funny thing, because I was like telling Lisa, hey, I want to switch up the format to the podcast and like make it more about the crime stories, because you can listen to a lot of like, interview type podcasts they're out there they're fucking all over the place in fact it's either i feel like uh these days it's like podcasts are all about people either uh talking just bullshit interviews or just like talking about pop culture and trying to be funny and stuff and they're usually not you know like it's usually pretty bad but that's the way shit goes you know when things become popular everybody jumps on a bandwagon and Everything uh, gets like kind of watered down, I guess. And uh, I'm trying to stay. I'm trying to keep fresh and like not do that. 
So I th- I figured like I was like tra- talking to be- people about crime stories and stuff. And uh, that for me, I don't know about you guys, but for me, that has become kind of like my favorite part of doing this podcast is, uh, you know, we do the shoot the shit part and then we get to the crime stories. And often that's like the best part of the show because people kind of like open up when they're talking about something that's not uh, themselves, you know, like you could talk about yourself, but when people put you on a spot, it kind of gets a little intimidating sometimes. So you got to like uh, shy away from it a little bit and be like, oh, yeah, well, I, you know, like I, I grew up and, and it was fine. But then, uh, yeah, you know, I'm in a punk rock band or some shit. And it's like, OK, well, how did you get from A to B? And then you're like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to put my pants now. And you're like, well, don't do that. Uh, I, I guess you couldn't do that if you want to because we're on a Zoom call and it don't matter because you're not in the same room with me. So I won't smell it. But my point is, uh, yeah, I, I think it's uh, nice to do these crime stories. And I want to focus more on that. And uh, shit, man, I got to say, I, I actually think I need to put out a, uh, what do you call that? A trigger warning on this one because uh, Lisa's story was uh, not your typical uh, intruder degree podcast type crime story. There's actually some serious shit going on with it uh, involving murder and whatnot uh, and like a real some real shit. So, you know, I don't know. It, it's probably not if you know, if you know Lisa, then you probably know this story or like, you know you're not going to get offended by it unless you know specifically what she's talking about. But you never know. So uh, if, if, if that sort of like crazy true crime uh, murder stuff is uh, not your bag, then uh, you can probably skip through that. But do we do also have the like whole interview where we talk about her career and everything because I think she's a real special person and she's done some really cool stuff, uh, especially the way she's gone about it and everything. Um, and so, you know, there's plenty of that in there as well. And also, we got a special treat today because we finally got another call in. Um, actually, I think we might have had one last episode, too. But uh, we got one right here. And uh, to kick off this whole new branding experience, let's go to the phones. Hi, Intruder Green. This is Heather Royston. Uh, I'm so behind listening to the podcast, but I decided to listen to today, uh, August 30th, and caught that you were changing the crime stories. So I thought I would call in to tell you about the time I started a whole bunch of people throwing water bottles at a cop at Warp Tour while watching no FX play. But it occurred to me that I was driving, um, so I probably shouldn't call, but I was speeding and smoking weed while I was driving, which are also both crimes. Um, but I chose to wait till I got home just to make sure I was safe. Um, I love pineapple on my pizza, but you lost me and all that other stuff. So you can have your own pizza, and I'll have a pineapple pizza. And whenever you come back to Fest or somewhere I can drive to in the state, I will buy you that pizza. Uh, good talking to you. Oh, yeah. Heather Royston, a producer of the Intruder Green podcast. I would normally probably like bleep out somebody who says their last name because I want to protect the impotent or whatever. But uh, 
you know, she's a producer of the podcast, so she gets to like be famous and stuff now. Like, I guess she already was because I say the producers of the podcast on every episode. But anyway, the point is, I appreciate you calling in, Heather. And, uh, you know, uh, I thought you were going to actually go into the story, but you would told me a different story about how you were driving and smoking weed and shit. And that's pretty cool. You know, like I know you're not probably not supposed to do that. Uh, but I think it's probably not as bad as drinking and driving. Uh, but you know, at the same time, I don't want to condone either one. Uh, it's cool to smoke weed, but maybe, yeah, do it when you're not driving. That's a better idea. Um, and I would love to hear the details of your story about throwing bottles of water at the cops during the no effects show i mean it seems like a good idea uh if it's called for you know like i don't know if it was just for funsies or like if that cop was being a dick and you were trying to start a riot because that's some fucking uh, that's some good shit right there uh but you know uh you know stay safe and uh anyway if you want to call back heather you know like maybe we could work out an interview when we could like you know, I reserve that for like anybody who's a Patreon of the show because you're one of the people who makes it happen and whatnot. And uh, yeah, that would be real cool. We could try to work that out and it would be awesome. But uh, yeah, as far as the pineapple on the pizza, good job. I think it's great. Uh, I don't I don't get into this whole, uh, you know, bias stuff or whatever racist pizza stuff where they're like, oh, pizza don't go on no pizza don't go on no pineapple and i'd be like that's true that would be kind of weird but uh you know like whatever you could try to figure it out i'm up to like trying everything and anything and uh frankly i've had pineapple on pizza and it tastes real good before and uh you know and the thing is a lot of people probably try that and uh they get it from a real crappy place that makes it and then they're like, oh, I don't like this pizza at all. And I'm like, yeah, because it's a shitty pizza. It's got nothing to do with the fact that there's pineapple on it. They probably use shitty pineapple and shitty dough, and it's real bad. So uh, try a good one, and uh, you might like it, and that's the way it is. Anyway, while we're on it, let's give a shout-out to the producers of the podcast. We got Luke Ellis, Heather Royston, of course. Gem City Sabrina, Sarah Koenig, Audacity Crash Clothing, Chelsea McNally, Cardboard Box Colony, Carlos Hernandez, and Fast Eddie Knowlton. Thanks again, guys, uh, for sticking in there. Uh, what I got, oh, yeah. I'm excited for, like, what's going on pretty soon because uh, I'm going to meet up with some dudes that are coming through. It's crazy how many friends bands I've seen in the last couple of months coming here through Germany. Like, I don't, I, I assume they're playing lots of shows in the states these days too but uh europe's been blowing up i don't know it because like you know everybody obviously took a break during the pandemic and now apparently everybody's overbooked because uh like uh you got all those shows that got rescheduled for a couple years later which is crazy that that happened but it did and then you got all these new shows happening as well so uh i guess everybody's like real uh yeah, it's 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 rough if you're uh, like a person who actually makes money in the industry as opposed to like one of these bands. But, uh, you know, the bands, I, I don't know. I, th I think there's like a weird uh, medium ground where some of these bands are really getting shit on because they're like, ah, well, we got a tour if we want to make money. But nobody's making money because everybody's touring. So, uh, you know, whatever. Anyway, 
it's gonna be it, it's been real fun seeing some of my friends coming through here and getting to hang out with them um you know it's it's a bummer we don't always have time to make a podcast out of it but you know i it's, <laughs> when direct hit comes into town and uh nick woods is like oh can you come pick us up from the uh fucking uh train station we have way more luggage and band equipment than we have people and we don't have any kind of vehicle <laughs> what are you gonna do you know you ain't got time to podcast you just gotta get them to the show and that was a crazy time and i hope to we can uh, maybe get into it with nick woods one of these days on the show uh he's my uh i i think i call him a white rhino one time which don't make no sense he's like a white whale like uh moby dickerson or whatever anyway without further ado i'm with the show Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from Intruder Green, an inmate at the Neural Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. There we go. Can I hear you still? Yes, you can. Oh, yeah, you can. I can. I can hear you good. <laughs> yeah. All <laughs> right, Lisa. So you're just feeding your squirrels. Looks like it's a beautiful day in sunny uh, San Francisco. Berkeley. You, uh, Berkeley. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, Berkeley is tight, though. That's uh, that's where it all uh, started as far as like the the big pop punk. uh revolution of the 90s right yep i'm down the street i'm one block off of telegraph avenue hell yeah <laughs> i don't know what the significance of telegraph is but I, i'm sure it's a great place is that near the the, the big club what no what the fuck was it called a little bit <laughs> yeoman street yeoman, yeoman street uh, of course how do, how yeah, I yeoman's a little further away but telegraph avenue is where yeah you know, it's a tight spot in the avenue oh yeah yeah Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so you was just telling me, first of all, we should talk about like uh, you go back. You said you were going back to school uh, because of all the COVID stuff. Maybe you just felt like you had too much time on your hands or something. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going back to school. I'm oh, that's right. You're going to school. school for the first time. Yeah. I never went to school in the first place. I got I got a, I moved west and. Life was too fun for school at the time. So, oh, yeah, that'll uh, happen. Pandemic. Yeah, yeah. But the pandemic, it wasn't fun. So I was like, that's well, right. it's time. So, yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah. good thing. Some people go to school. Some people are having kids. Some people are, uh, you know, just letting their band uh, do nothing for a while, which is also nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, are you like, is this something you're trying to do to further your uh, I don't know. What, what would you call your career at this point, like uh, publishing, like music journalism or something? I guess, um, you know, I, I am do, I'm, I'm going for communications because it oh, yeah. matches that. Um, what you're already doing, right? 
Yeah, because if I tried math, I'd be done in a second. But um, yeah, nobody needs that. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just really I'm enjoying it. I, it it's something I, I wouldn't have enjoyed at the time. But now I, I look forward to it. Yeah, it's something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, but I'm like, you know, first day of school, I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Logging oh. on and. And I'm doing all like online classes, so I don't have. Oh, to that's speak. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not having like one of those uh, things that I've, I've heard that people who did go to college have where they're like, uh, you know, they have they're having a dream and they're like, oh, shit, I'm not ready for this test. Also, I'm in my underwear and uh, I'm in this classroom and then they wake up and I'm the, they're like, wait a minute. No, I'm 40 years old. I, I went. I'm no longer in school. Anyway, I heard that people have those. <laughs> I do have I those dreams, though. I, Even I you? know those. Yeah. 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 I'll have those dreams and I'm back in high school. Um, oh, that's even worse. It's the first day of school and I don't know where I'm going and I don't have my. I've had those dreams for many years. Like, yeah. all, like I've always had those the unprepared dream. Yeah. It's weird because I feel like it's kind of good to be unprepared sometimes and just go for shit. Like, you know, like. I would have never started touring in punk rock bands if I always waited to be prepared. But uh, it's also terrifying. So, yeah, it's a bad dream. Yeah, I'm a very prepared procrastinator. Oh, yeah, that's a good, <laughs> good thing to be. Yeah. Sounds like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I wait till the last minute and then prepare. Neurotically. Excellent. So. <laughs> I, I do. I, I want to before we get to the crime stories, which, uh, yeah, hopefully this is going to be the first episode where I kind of change. I don't I don't want to call it changing formats, but like kind of changing formats where I go from like just straight up, you know, a casual interview show where I talk to people I'm interested in to know about or, uh, you know, catching up with friends to actually uh, concentrating more on the crime aspect of uh cool shit so but anyway <laughs> we we gotta get into like uh your history because you know most people these days know you from uh new noise magazine it's like you basically are new noise right yeah yeah we have a yeah. small crew over here all right but you're like the head honcho right yes yeah i started okay. it yeah yeah that's right uh <laughs> you've been doing it for a while now too i feel like when we first met you was when you were like just starting it. Is that is that right? Yeah, I think you guys were the second cover. That's right. It was second uh, or third cover. That's that's true. I remember now because uh, a buddy, a buddy, Mark Gartner uh, over here in Germany took that picture where we were lined up like the usual spot. Yeah, dudes. Yeah, it was good. That was such a fun cover to do. Except I think the scaling was weird the way he he did the graph because, you know, it's like a lineup. I mean, people could probably go online and find that picture or buy a fucking magazine for Christ's sake. Why not? But, uh, <laughs> you know, I think the the scaling was a little messed up because I'm not like the tallest dude ever, but that made me even like shorter. And I was like, <laughs> How tall okay, did Mark, you thanks a lot. I don't know, probably like four feet tall or something. <laughs> uh, Nothing wrong like with being short. I least. mean, short people are supposed to live longer, but, uh, you know, it feels a little awkward. That's good to know. That's what I heard. I don't know if it's true at all, but, you know, the Internet is full of uh, knowledge. 
So you could, I think it would make sense because like your cardiovascular system, your blood wouldn't have as far to pump. That's, that's what, uh, I think that's what the theory is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even a science major, but well, yeah, you might as well be. You know that much. (laughs) Good stuff. Um, but yeah, so you started this magazine, and uh, so is it? It'll be about. It'll be ten years in February. Holy crap, moly! Ten years. That sounds about right because you know, Massachusetts is a little older than ten years. I think we probably missed our ten year anniversary. Probably, I think that was in 2021. Actually, when uh, you know, we were back in the deep in the COVID days. So, uh, you know, that's our excuse. Yeah, I feel like everyone gets like a redo if their anniversary was during the. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, what what were you doing before New Noise? Because weren't you working for some some other uh, magazine or something? Yeah, I did another magazine for 10 years uh, called Amp Magazine. Oh, yeah. Amp, and then course. we had like uh, some offshoot from it uh hills and horns and loud fast rule okay and uh what uh what exactly happened with the industry i feel like there was some problems when the internet became a thing with uh trying to sell magazines did that have an effect on like what was going on with you in that whole industry or? yeah 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 the everything i mean like around 2008 or so um the economy took a massive dive you know that was like the, like um, well, that was when there was like the housing crisis, oh um, yeah, the recession, and a whole bunch of shit going on in like 2008. Everything kind of like went went south with that, and then um, you know social media came on the scene, um, and and everything, and print media across the board just really became more difficult to yeah. keep alive. But um, you know it. And then just internally, there was just a lot going on with with AMP and it wasn't being managed financially very well. Oh, shit. Um, Bad time for that. Not by me. (laughs) But, you know, so, so, um, you know, it it ran its course. Yeah. uh, And so that it it stuck around until. 2012. And then I started New Noise in 2013. Nice. Yeah. So you just uh, this is just kind of like your thing. Like, how did this get started anyway? Did you always want to do this? Like, even when you were younger, you just like making zines and stuff. And then you're just like, yeah, I'm going to just do this forever. I uh, no, I fell into it. Um, you know, I was asked to do it and um, to sell ads and stuff. And then, you know, slowly learned how to do um, everything else. And then, um, you know, had an aptitude for it and kept continuing to do it um like you know i i love like history and preservation and music and uh like you know punk culture and music culture and and things like that so um it it fit i love organization i love you know bringing everything together and making you know being like neurotic i guess <laughs> yeah what <Well, laughs> is like movie. i i mean from from all the movies I've seen about like journalists and stuff, you know, that seems like that kind of world where you got to be like ready to go at any second and just leave a live kind of a crazy like uh, hanging on by the seat of your pants lifestyle, but also very organized because you got to fucking 
You know, you don't want typos and you got to make the pictures look real good and everything. So you, you're making like a real good product. But at the same time, you know, you got to be a crazy person, kind of. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like with with what we do, I. um I really, we overextend ourselves every single issue. Like we don't oh, yeah. try to just, you know, like I, there, there, you know, there's what we, I, I just really want to be of service to the music community and like, and cover as much as we can, because there are so many artists that need it right now. So our magazine is really dense. We cover more artists in every single issue than, you know, any other one, you know, it's not yeah. like giant sweeping, um, layouts with you know like eight page layouts for one band you know it's like we maximize the amount of bands and ev on every single page and everything like that and and try to cover and so so you know there's always a typo <laughs> at least in every issue you know there's always we always fuck something up in every issue and i'm always like ah you know but yeah. um because there there's so much in it you know and we just really you know try to like not be you know like I don't know. I, I just really it. We really just want to make sure that we're we're doing for the scene, I guess. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. End of the day. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, well, there aren't that many magazines out there anymore. I mean, there are there's so there's it's post pandemic. They're springing up again, which I think is really great. Huh. I think that the appreciation of, of tangible art again is yeah. one of the uh, unexpected silver linings of this. And maybe people decided they were sick of like staring at computers and phones, you know, after the pandemic has been going on so long. Because I'm pretty sure that's all people were doing for a little bit there, mm -hmm. for a couple of years. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's nicer to look at a piece of, you know, printed paper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's nicer. It is. It really is. It is. And and collecting things. I think people like, you know, when they couldn't go out and stuff like that, they started collecting things again. And oh, everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you're, so, new noise is totally collectible, too. Like, I feel that like, is it is it a monthly thing? I got to admit, I haven't been able to keep up because I'm over here in Europe and you ain't got the distro here yet. As far as I'm aware of. We um we actually have distro in Europe right now. Um, We worked on over the pandemic. We worked on um, retail distribution. We have um a distributor in the UK that is getting um, to Europe, Japan, Australia, New Zealand. Um, yeah, someone was just over in, I think, Barcelona. And just uh, there was a copy, right. found a copy like, hey, I got a copy of New Noise. So it's on newsstands there. It's in all the Barnes and Nobles here in the States. It's um, in the chapters Indigo in Canada, a um, whole bunch of newsstands and independent um, bookstores and stuff. But um, yeah, but your question was, is it monthly? It's supposed to be bi-monthly, but okay, um, yeah, that's right. That's what I remember. Yeah. Yeah, but um we have I knew it been, was something weird. Uh, <laughs> we have <laughs> we have just gotten butt fucked by every single aspect of the supply chain. Oh yeah, uh, that's a thing. Manufacturing shortages. Like, I mean, it is such a thing. It's such a thing. And because we have the flexies, the flexies are made in pro. Oh, that's that right. That's a great thing as a well. A little bit longer. Yeah. I mean, there, our printer at one point was down over 700 employees. Um, they've had to retrain new people. Um, Damn. Like, 
old school people that have worked at the printers are like retiring and aging out. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's a, um, there's paper. There was like a paper um, strike in Finland. Um, there's ink shortages. There's wow. like with the vinyl delays, um, a lot of people just switched over to doing flexi. So that was making it take longer. Holy like, longer shit. Turn around. I would not. That's like the last thing I would have expected. People f- just switch into flexies like on a regular as a regular release. Well, I don't think it was as a regular. I, th- I think just more people were like, OK, well, we're not going to get vinyl for a fucking year now. Oh, yeah. Uh, so let's put something out. Yeah. So, you know, they're, you know, opting to yeah. do that more. And so the, you know, and so like. W- we have a labor intensive magazine, so. um Yeah. 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 So there's been a lot like in, and like I like I was telling you before, uh, like I got covid at the end of June and was laid out for 10 days. So. So, yeah, so we were trying to uh, stick to um, every every two months, but it's gotten closer to three every three months to getting getting an issue out. And, you know, and I'm just trying to be patient with myself, trying to be patient with everybody and the, and the situation and um, just yeah. do the put things out in the time it takes. Yeah. Um, you know? Yeah. Well, are normal again. Yeah, for sure. Everybody, I think, uh, it's a little bit of, uh, I don't know what you call it. You slide around a little bit and, uh, you got some space to do that right now. Like everybody deserves that at least like some, uh, I don't know. Wiggle room maybe is the right term. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, like fucking the world is crazy. Uh, yeah. Yes. I, but you know, as long as you got the 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 you, the ship is still afloat, and you're not it sinking, is. then I think you're doing you're doing all right. It is. Yeah. <laughs> for now, Good. for now, yeah. I mean, we <laughs> like we 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 cover costs at best, and you know. Oh yeah. Because we we do we co- like it's we're covering a lot of bands in every issue, um, sure. and then you know. We also have the socials. We also have the website that has to be updated every day. And, you know, so there's there's a lot of work that goes into it. And yeah. And what what's like what is the obviously like I think the the, the fact that you're doing a print magazine uh, is is great. And I'm glad that that industry is uh, popping up again because, you know, like websites are great and everything, but it's nice to have something tangible. It's just like with music, you know, it's like uh, you want I appreciate people streaming the songs and everything, but it's really nice when they fucking buy a record. I mean, I know people are still buying right? CDs these days too, but that's weird to me because I, I mean, not that I ever actually paid for a CD, but I wouldn't have even <laughs> like stolen one for like ten years, you know. Um, but yeah, records are where it's at, uh, and I feel like you know, uh, print magazines just kind of go along with that. It's that whole like, I don't know, like. You know, back when records and magazines were popping, like in the 80s or something, it was like, yeah, you get your fucking Rolling Stone and your fucking uh, uh, Rolling Stones record or something like that. I guess. I don't know. But uh, they go hand in hand, I think, yeah, as far as like actually, physical um, media. The Flexi. Yeah, the Flexis were put into magazines through the 80s and then they went obsolete. And I think oh, they really? did. Um, I didn't, know, you, didn't and, know about that. Yeah, it was also like something for like computer. um 
like computer people, I guess. There was like some kind of like, it was like a technical thing too, but they went obsolete and Skippy over at Pirate Press um, remade the first um, flexi machines to manufacture those again after them being obsolete for so long. Wow. That's yeah. So yeah. Pirates Press holding it down. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm um, meeting is going to end in 10 minutes. I thought this was only if you had uh, they keep changing the deal here with Zoom. It used to be that okay. if you had multiple participants, the, the you only had 45 minutes. But now I guess it's any time uh, you have a meeting without the pro. But if 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 it ends or when it ends, we can just uh, reconnect through the same link. Okay. 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 Yeah. And we just yep. start out, start over. I'll ask editing. you all the same questions and uh, we can just have the same conversation. I'll answer the just, but, we'll, same but we'll try to do it faster. <laughs> Sound good? Okay. Yeah. I'll talk uh, like this really fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like that. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, but actually, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what's, yeah, I did want to ask like, uh, you say you got to update the website every day. Is there like a good uh, like social? I don't know. Uh, what do you call it? Where you like go specifically to New Noise website for like to find out X, Y and Z is going on. Well, I mean, through the socials or you could go to the website every day. Um, yeah. You know, we have the Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook. Yeah. Are you guys? I mean. I know in the past, as far as websites and punk rock goes, there's a, uh, there was always punk news. But like, is that kind of like you guys are just coming out with like new new news every day? Or is it more of like a social? Yeah, thing? yeah, absolutely. We don't have like a, a chat board per se, like, uh, like oh, punk yeah. does. But, um, you know, you could comment on stuff. <laughs> and it's, Oh, I'm and sure like, that every, gets real fun. Yeah. And like. Like everything else wasn't just all fucked up this year at the beginning in January of this year, um, we posted a record review and the album cover had like, like a Xerox cover and it had like um, a grainy photo of uh, a chest and it was, you couldn't even tell oh, yeah. gender on it, but there was some nipples on it and the uh, Facebook algorithm flagged it 13 times Wow, as boobs. And took our page down completely. Wow. Um, and it said it was like 13 different violations. And then I had to sit and argue like for two weeks about it and go through like, you know, people are like finding me people that work at Facebook and all this different stuff. And then nothing was working. You have to sometimes you have to do like go to like Facebook court kind of and do, you know, yeah. for it, all this different stuff. And then finally, a friend of a friend was a contractor, didn't even work for Facebook. And he's like, well, there's this thing called an oops report that you can do whenever they do something technologically wrong. And I don't know if that'll work. And he said, but I'll try it. And he tried it and they, it worked. It was, they got our Facebook page back up and they sent him an apology and acknowledged that they were wrong. And then they sent me uh, your pages back up. <laughs> that was it yeah. you know no, apology, no acknowledgement nothing yeah but they left all of those um violations up 
Okay. So they're just sitting there on our page. So they're still like throttling our page. So anytime um, we post something, it's being throttled and it's hard for um, people to see it until oh. they fall off, which is just fucked up. And I've been, you know, like every week I try to like go and figure out how I can fix it and stuff like that. But there's yeah, just, yeah, it's, yeah. Really it's yeah. Plus so. it's like, yeah. Well, I would advise people just go to the fucking website then anyway, because like, why not? That's gonna yeah, be a I, I, whenever it went down, I was almost relieved. I was like, fine, I hate Facebook. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Like, I, so. I post stuff on there because, you know, you got to stay in touch with the world, but it's still yeah. kind of like, oh, I wish there was a better way. You know? yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I got to look for the mag, the actual magazine here in uh, Germany, because, uh, you know, I'm in the area that I'm in. Uh, it's pretty hip. Uh, it's not Berlin, but it's still cool. And uh, I, it's got to be around here. I'm, I'm guessing. I just uh, yeah, you know, I don't go the, out. I, mean, much I would be curious. Hiding out in the tiki I, shack here. What's that? Oh, I'm hiding out in the tiki sh- in the tiki shack here. So I don't go out much. You know, I got my rum <laughs> and uh, that's all I need. So I'm like hunkering down. But uh, I might have to venture out when I go see one of these shows and like try to find it, find some magazines. Yeah, let me know, because I know they're they're in a bunch of places, but I did like I have like the full list. It's on our website. You can you can go and see like a store locator uh, on our site for all the domestic places that it is. But um, it's hard to get the list of where all it's going um, internationally. Yeah. All right. um, I'd be curious. Yeah, I'd be curious to find out and see uh, some spots that it's at over there. Hell yeah. Hi, Intruder Maniacs. Are you in a band? The answer is, of course you are. Everybody's in a fucking band these days. Anyway, if you're in a band, congratulations. I'm making the worst financial decision of your life, aside from taking out college loans or something. Yeah. Now, there is a way to lessen the burden of such a financial decision. It's called merchandising. And Stupid Rap Merch Company is all ready to meet your merchandising needs. You want uh, some t-shirts? Uh, you want got a tight deadline you need them printed on? And because you booked a tour less than a month out and uh, didn't get canceled like everybody else's tours did. Uh, How about a bunch of weird random trinkets like keychains or medallions? And what about koozies? You know, like everybody likes koozies. Koozies are great because they keep your drink cold and your hand warm or vice versa, depending on what you're drinking. Stupid Red Merch Company can get all these made for you. Stupid Red Merch Company is an in-house artist who can help you with your designs and stuff. They're still a small enough company that uh, they pay special attention to you and your special needs. Because, you know, everybody's got special needs. Like, uh, you know, you probably mostly. And uh, they even got a web store. That's where the real magic is. You go on tour and you sell your stuff. But chances are you're going to have some leftover or some fans are going to feel like left out because they didn't have enough money to buy something at your show. So they go on a stuperedmerch.com and find stuff from your band on there. They'll take care of all your production and shipping fulfillment needs. So go ahead, go on a Stuperred Merch Company web store right now and uh, check out all the tight bands that are already on there. They got a bunch of them, like got uh, the Bomb Pops and like the Bad Cop, Bad Cop and stuff. It's all good. Uh, yeah, uh, all sorts of cool swag. And uh, right now... Right now, if you go on there and at checkout, you use the code PRISON, you can get 15% off. All of the uh, Stupid Red merch branded apparel uh, at stupidredmerch.com. Go check it out.
guitar players. I bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar amp. You know, you go on some auction site or something, and it's all crap. <laughs> yeah, well that's because, you know, you gotta look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in like Switzerland or something? Yeah man, they are. Burn Switzerland to be exact. But you know, you can um, get on the internet and you can go check out their website, yeahmansguitars.com. And uh, you can order stuff on there. So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for. And you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there. And there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeah Man Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century, and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people would call it magic. Some people would call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, yeahmansguitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars. Oh, wait. wait, 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 wait. You got to start that over again, please. Now that we're recording. Oh, <laughs> I said I was riding. I was driving down the street and Milo was riding his bike down the street. Nice. Just and I had to do bike. a double take and then I remembered that the descendants were playing. Oh, shit. So, yeah. Are they not from? Oh, no, they're wait. Are they from, they're from Colorado? Colorado yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you can't. It's like, I seen that guy. It can't be him. But it is. It's definitely him. Yeah, I know that feeling. It's weird. It's <laughs> I did a triple weird. tag for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the first night we met. Uh, well, I, I think it was the first time we kind of met Fat Mike when we first around Fat Records was at. at it was mm -hmm. actually at uh, Gilman Street. We got to play there and Milo was there, too. So I don't oh, know. I remember it, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was funny because uh, we will meet Fat Mike for the first time. Milo was at the show and Fat Mike goes to blue and he's like, oh, he says something like, oh, Milo's in the audience. That must make you nervous. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that of many things right now. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention also <laughs> Fat Mike, our new boss. <laughs> you know, it was just a really good. Yeah, he got him good. That fucker. I was at. I was at that show. Yeah, that was a good one. So you should have been real nervous. Yeah. Well, we were too. <laughs> we're like, shit. They're gonna write stories about us. Well, that was probably when we first <laughs> met you. and stayed at you and fucking slept on your floor or whatever. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And met the blind I dog. That was. Yeah. yeah. Oh That's my right. god. Back in the day, not even that yeah. long ago, really, if you think about it, like 10 years or something, whatever. Yeah. I guess that's a long time Looking ago. Good. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Your eyes and lips haven't changed. Oh, yeah. Well, I think there's <laughs> my it's a little my eyes are a little thicker underneath right now. Cause uh, <laughs> tired, but uh, you know it's it's the way things are these days. People are uh, people are yep. uh, 
living their lives the best they can. And sometimes things get a little, get a little wonky. But uh, anyway, speaking of life getting wonky, we got to talk about some crime stories. What uh, did you come to a verdict on what you want to talk about? Because I know you had a lot of ideas. I know you were. Uh, yeah, it, that was it was it was left field. But where I'm from is just so rife with crime. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which is oh, where? I mean, that, well, I mean, it's crazy because um, where I live right now, I live one block away from where Patty Hearst was kidnapped. Oh, shit. So there's that. Um, yeah, she li- it was her condo is one block away from where I live. Thank. Yeah. So there's- yeah, I mean, California has a lot of like, you know, fucked up shit that happened in the like probably I guess I would say like what the last 50, 60 years where like all sorts of like crazy Hollywood. Well, not Hollywood because you, you know, not in Hollywood, but like I don't know. It seems like it's all connected, like just uh, famous people and famous uh, murders and yeah. all sorts um, of the stuff. The Black like Dahlia that. is is buried. Oh yeah, that's right. Cemetery. I mean, she was you know murdered down south, but she was she's buried um, up in the Piedmont Cemetery, which is um, a little brisk drive from my house. Um, I will say, usually for crime stories, we don't talk about murders. But uh, you know, as long as it's not oh my god, all I know are murders. Then oh really? I got I got murder stories. Okay, what are the crimes? No, 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 no. If you want to talk about murder, we talk about murder. I, I personally only uh do victimless crimes, but uh, you know, murder is still a crime technically. So we could talk about some murders. Yeah. I don't think you want to incriminate yourself, though, if 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 you if you were like thinking about that. I yeah, am looking... I haven't murdered anyone yet. OK, I was going to say I, I am always like kind of hopeful that uh, somebody's going to incriminate themselves on my podcast and then like it'll have to be used in court <laughs> and be like super, uh, you know, in the spotlight and stuff, because then I'll get real famous and make a lot of money. But, uh, you know, like uh, yeah. I don't necessarily want none of my friends to go to prison for murder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so you didn't come to a, a conclusion on what we, which, which, which famous crime well, you want to talk about? A famous crime. It doesn't have to be famous. It could be whatever you want. You know, like, uh, I mean, I don't know. You said you're a history buff, or you care a lot about history, at least. So uh, like, I do. What, I love what, history. What were you talking about? The place that you you're from? Okay, so uh, where I I'm don't even from. know where you're from. I'm from you're a from very... Berkeley, as far as I know. I am from Berkeley now. Yeah, now I am like a yeah, ofu loving, yoga doing, mellow ass Berkeley person, as far as anyone is concerned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not like uh, from back when you used to do murders in your old town. No, but back when I did murders. Yeah. No. <laughs> My but originally I am from um central Pennsylvania. Oh, all right. So you yeah, were joking Alabama, about the uh, about that uh uh No, I am not joking. Like I am the furthest from joking, and I think, um, I think whenever I tell people 
things about where I'm from. They think I'm exaggerating or making it up. And I'm, I'm um, anything, but I'm probably like downplaying it. I, I mm. think if, I think if uh, people saw it in real life, they'd be like, holy fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh it's a wild place. So I'm from a, I mean, originally I'm, I, I mean, I, I was born and raised in central Pennsylvania and, Originally, I lived in a. I was born in a little trailer park called Willowbrook, and it was very sweet and very cute. It was a great place to grow up. Yeah, um, I had a great childhood. I loved it there. And then my parents got separate or got divorced, and my mom met my stepdad when I was ten, and we moved to the Crossing, where he's from. And the Crossing is pretty much like the Compton of rednecks. All right, and and like uh, it's just called the Crossing. It's like Lynn's Crossing. Oh, Lynn's Crossing. All right. Lynn's Crossing. And that's so like the, the town. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a little town. Um, so there's route route 22 and route 220 um, that goes across kind of crisscrosses there. And then there's like another little road that goes down. And then it's like a horseshoe is the crossing. And it mm. crosses um, um, like an old railroad track that's not being used anymore. And the little Juniata River. So it's like down by the river on the wrong side of the tracks. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's and it's it's really cool because it's like this old canal route and where um, like donkeys used to uh, carry the boats that would go up over um, the mountains to take people west. So it's got this really great history. Um, But at at a certain point, the river started. It used all these like little cottages were down there that were summer cottages for people. Yeah. And hunting cabins and stuff. But the river, they started doing, um, you know, building things upriver. And um, it started making the rivers, fl- the river flood. So it would flood these places. And so it, you know, there's just a lot of <laughs> colorful people that live down there. There's a lot mm-hmm. of co- Confederate flags. And oh, yeah. we're, we're in the north. You yeah, know? yeah, I get I, so, I know what you're talking about. I've seen... I've seen yeah, even more like, northernly places than that with that, that shit going on. But yeah, I know. Yeah, you like it's a place you don't go unless you live yeah. there. You so know? by colorful like, people, you mean white people. Yeah, very white people. Yeah, <laughs> very yeah, white like, people. Oh, like pink people. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like pink a lot of times, you know, yeah. uh, and I, I don't want to like disparage or anything like that because, you know, whenever I was growing up, it was actually very um really like fun. I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. And like, I have a, a close friend of mine that moved also, and he does stage management now, but like he used to put on punk shows at this pavilion oh, cool. when I first moved down there in like 86, 87 or 87, I think 87, 88 was whenever I moved down there yes. and he would put on like, they like put skate ramps out and put on punk shows. And wow. so that was like my first introduction into punk was, I mean, that's, of- yeah, that's pretty good for like, that time like obviously you know punk was uh, happening then but like for like a small town place i feel like a lot of that kind of thing in like small towns and stuff didn't really happen until the 90s or like late 90s even so that that was uh that's yeah 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 and he was um you know part black so he had a really hard time growing up down there and i think it was really cool that you know, he was able to like establish like this fun little scene and really like roll with it and and just 
build a little community, you know, yeah. of outsiders that would come in, you know, to this place and kind of bolster them too. I think, you know, For sure. And, well, like when I first moved down there, my stepdad was like, "Whatever you do, don't go down to that." <laughs> you know, yeah. you know? Like, so that's the first place right you go, of course. <laughs> So, yeah. And he's like one of my oldest friends to this day. You know, we oh, nice. And yeah, yeah. that's uh, awesome. But anyway, so far as crime. Um, there was a lot of crime down there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, but this the one thing that had happened is kind of crazy down there. And, uh, you know, my mom had been telling me about this guy that was down there um there's like the crossing and then it kind of goes over and we have the house that my stepdad grew up in is like a little ways down from there the homestead where he grew up and like he grew up he didn't even have um indoor plumbing oh like, they yeah got indoor plumbing in like 63 or something him, him and my uncle would uh like flush the toilet and just watch the toilet flush because it was just such a novelty and um <laughs> And so we still like the old outhouse was still there. And oh, yeah. my uncle, my, my stepdad was one of 10 kids. So the house that they all grew up in is, you know, down from the house that he built that I, that we grew, that I grew up in, um, that we, my parents still live in. Um, and uh, we would, my uncle moved into that and we'd have family reunions down there. Um you know, it was just like the gathering place and everything like yeah. that. So, um, so we have that place. And then my, um, my mom's best friend, Kelly lives next door to that. And then on the other side of that, there's this guy that moved in with his wife. And then on the other side of that house is, was this other guy, Brian, that moved in and he was like schizophrenic and very, very intense and he started on like a campaign against everybody in the neighborhood and like he was convinced that kelly and her husband um were they're they're like the local farmers they make this um corn that is like world famous like everyone loves their freaking corn goes nuts for All it right. he said that they were buried they were burying dead babies in their backyard he oh, flooded God. the field in the backyard he like ran hoses and flooded their field um he dug a big hole in our yard um, and put a letter, uh, like a ransom letter on a shovel in it, like saying like he wanted like a million dollars and like a backhoe and a truck and all this different stuff. Boy, or he was going to keep digging holes. Yeah, Oof, I guess. All right. Threatening people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was. Um, just threatening people like really doing a lot of weird stuff like he tried to like run over kelly with his like riding mower one day he Ugh. um he was like just i mean just doing a lot of weird stuff where my mom was you know i mean everyone's packing down there too I oh mean, for sure yeah uh, i mean this where i grew up like you know gotta, everyone has like go i gotta clear it. something up when you say he, he tried to run somebody over with his riding mower what kind of riding mower is that? Is it like the little like uh, it goes like 10 miles per hour, maybe kind of riding mower? I don't know. It's I think she, Kelly doesn't stand, take shit from people. I think she was probably like arguing with him and he just like came at her with it. Or something. Oh, all right. I was just wondering, like, if this was actually like a 
a threatening thing or if it was just like, I'm going to run you over. And he's like 10 feet away. And she's just like, OK, I'm going to casually walk to the side while you act like a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he Brian did all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. That's crazy people. Like, do. Yeah. Yeah. Just always. And then he kind of got in cahoots with the other guy next door. And I think his name was Jeff. I forget. Mm. Seemed like pretty much pretty fucking methy. Mm-hmm. And so and and that guy shared the driveway with our homestead. And at that point, like um, my uncle Bud had passed away, but uh, the other sisters and brothers, my aunts and uncles, all used the house as like their like summer house, you know. All right. Um, they'd come up. They all live in different areas around, yeah, yeah. you know, commu- communities and stuff. And but it was like our our family homestead, and it still is. And um, so they'd come out, you know, come down and gather and and everything because that's where they all grew up. Um, but the Jeff guy like would have like weird like get-togethers with like weird methy people and stuff like that and just made it really uncomfortable whenever our family would be up and stuff like that oh yeah so it it just started just things just started getting very tense with everyone in the neighborhood and everyone was getting really weirded out all right so um anyway um this has been a long time since I thought about this, but my mom was like, something bad's really, really going to happen. And I know that like there was something that had, had precipitated it, but my, my stepdad was up doing like some, some work or whatever, like at our house yeah. or at the homestead, which is two doors up from Brian's house. And Brian was doing something crazy. My stepdad was drinking all day. All right. And he was doing something. So my stepdad, my mom's like, he thinks he's John Wayne whenever he's drinking. Oh, and so he okay. gets into his pickup truck. Pulls his pickup truck out of our driveway, goes down to the next driveway and pulls his pickup truck into there. And he yells, hey, you leave the good people of Frankstown alone. And then pulls his truck back and goes back. Well, they called the cops on him and the cops came and gave my dad a DUI and told him he couldn't do that. Yeah, they told him we couldn't have um, vigilante justice. And so it was it was pretty rough. And uh, that made things even worse. But anyway, so rolls around 2012. Um, this was like right after Sandy Hook. Okay. And um, it was right before what was supposed to be the Mayan apocalypse. 2012, 20, 21, 12. Oh, and, yeah. I remember something like that. Yeah. They, I think they even and, made a movie about it or something. Probably. Yeah. And so this Brian guy had been talking, the schizophrenic had been talking in talking the tweaky other guy next door um, to our family homestead. And so that Jeff guy woke up that morning of the Mayan apocalypse and decided that that was the day. And um, coincidentally, there's a church across the street from uh from from all of these houses that are in a row. Yeah. And there was a pastor that had been pastor there since 1954 and he had passed away. And so there was a big funeral for him. This is right before Christmas as well. And so my whole um, you know, extended family had been up um 
you know, my uncles and aunts and, and everybody had been up, but they called for bad weather. And so they yeah. all went home that night or all else right. they would have all been up there, six or seven of them who, you know, shared a driveway with Jeff. And then Kelly and Bob, who are next door to them on the other side, um, they were up at my parents' house, you know, like half a mile up and they had drank. So they left their car up at my parents' house and their car wasn't in the driveway. All and right. so it looked like they weren't home. But Jeff came out of his house with a gun and decided um, he, he called someone or something, said today was a day. He went over to the church. He came over and he looked and he didn't see anyone at ours or Kelly's house. That was his initial targets. He went across the street to the church. Um, there was a woman in there decorating and getting ready for like a, there was a party for little kids that was going to be happening. And he shot her and killed her. Then he came across. Then he came out and he saw like Kelly heard the gunshot, my mom's best friend. And she poked her head out the window, up out of the window and he aimed at her and she ducked. She called my mom before she called the cops. And then she called the cops. So um, he went across the street to the other house um, on the other side. And there was a couple that had, they had been high school sweethearts. um, And he shot the husband and the son-in-law was there. He like ran to his house um, to get his gun and came back. And then he shot the son-in-law. He went and tried to shoot the wife. I went to school with the son-in-law's daughter too, but um, you tried to shoot the wife, but they had like a, a garage that had like one of those pits where like, if your car is, you're working on a car, she like ran in there and rolled under and uh, he shot up the garage. And then he got on like a motorcycle or something. So he shot and killed three people, but it would have been a lot more people if there weren't these like random coincidences. If it didn't call for bad weather, my whole family would have been yeah. in the house directly across sharing the, the driveway with them. Wow. Yeah. You know? And if Kelly and Bob hadn't had a little too much to drink the night before their car would have been in the driveway and he would have gone over there immediately, but it kind of confused him, I think. Sure. So he got on, he went down the street or something. And by then the cops had come. And so he did like a suicide by cop. Oh yeah. Big shootout with like, it's on camera. And so it would have been a lot worse, but it was like, you know, it was the first like considered like mass shooting even with three people, but it was like, you know, right after that, it was right before Christmas and it was pretty fucking crazy to have happen in our like, you know, it's a small little area. It's a small little town yeah, with, with people like that. So, but it had been something that had been brewing for a long time. And there was all like every little instance, my mom had been calling me and saying, this isn't going to end well, Lisa. This isn't going to end well. This yeah. Well, really and things are getting really bad. That's the and- fucked up. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that is the really fucked up thing is like how many people could have seen this kind of thing come and maybe they couldn't f- point the finger on exactly what was going to happen, but still nobody could do anything about it. Right. Because like the cops right? don't do anything until somebody's actually committed a crime. And you're not allowed to just say like, hey, this guy's not cool. Somebody fucking do something, you know, like who's going to do something? Nobody. Apparently mm-hmm. he's even allowed to have a fucking gun and he's a crazy person. And it was a straw purchase. His girlfriend bought the gun. Oh, yeah. 
and that's, uh, that's real good. There was nothing like that could be done about that, you know. So it was all a pretty crazy situation. And whenever my stepdad <laughs> got in trouble for yelling at him in the driveway, yeah, it was yeah. like a Spartacus thing where everyone came up, like I was driving the truck, it wasn't him, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. All the neighbors came out, were like trying to like talk to the cops, like no, it wasn't him, you know. Yeah. Trying to save him, but like, because and the cops were like, we can't have vigilante justice down here. But if we did, probably wouldn't have had that situation, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, fuck. But but what yeah. was crazy what? about it? Whenever whenever this guy came out and started doing the shooting, he did it all, and he was and that Brian guy was in his house watching, like he was doing it for him. That was like the oh, kind of aspect of it. He was doing yeah. it all. In a way that the Brian could watch him do it, like he had, like, like, like mind controlled this fucking guy into doing yeah. it. So it was just, if you, it, my mom like was like the play by play on this as it was happening, and it was just such a crazy. Because you weren't thing. there, right? Like this was, you said it's no. twelve, so you were, you were already. No, I was way out here in California, uh, uh, Berkeley <laughs> hippie. That kind of <laughs> yeah, that's yep. good. That's yeah. good, but uh. Jeepers creepers. That's a, a hell of a thing for your family to go through. I mean, even luckily, none of them were yeah. injured, but or, or killed. Yeah. But uh, still, they had that happen in your fucking backyard. Of, yeah, has a lot of a lot of, uh, you know, PTSD from it to this day. She oh, yeah. Couldn't have seen like she ran over. Bless her heart. She ran over. She was, uh, you know, a retired nurse. And she ran over and tried to rest, save that woman that got shot. And yeah. put herself in danger, and you know, so it's just well, guns are shit. crazy. Gun culture is crazy, and uh, yeah, America's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I like to say one of the one of the reasons I like hanging out in Germany is because it's uh, really easy to get away with crimes here because uh, you know the the they're real strict about the laws okay. they have. What's that? just bonking they're not shooting <laughs> well exactly i mean i don't know they might have tasers and stuff the cops do have guns but the cops have guns the other people don't um or if it if they do have guns like illegal guns here it's like because they're mobbed up and they're just using them for other like like mob guys which you right know, that's a whole nother <laughs> level of uh crime that i could never get to because i guess i'm just uh not quite smart enough but you know one of these days uh, but yeah, this, uh, I think, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good story for the first, uh, uh, rebranding of the Intruder Green podcast, uh, for crime stories. Cause, uh, that's a real, that's a real brutal one. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know, you, you, you come from places and they're, they're always, oh, it's always fucked up shit going on. And, uh. Yeah, that's that's nuts. And it's a true American story, unfortunately, I guess. It really is. It really is. It was just it it speaks to like mental health crisis. Um, you know, the lack of law enforcement to actually do the things that need to be done to stop these kind of things and the run up to these things happening. Um, the availability of the wrong people getting their hands on guns so easily. Yeah. That's that's the that's the thing. That's the real and rednecks. rough one. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, he ain't crazy. He's just a redneck. (laughs) But that's how it used to be. I really feel like it was like charming rednecks whenever I was growing up. But the 90s were so different. The 90s were like. Like a high watermark, I think. Well, maybe, but I still feel like there was a lot of like, you know, black people getting murdered in the South and white people getting away with it. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's never been good, but yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it was a little great, better but... in the '90s, though. Somehow, <laughs> I mean, there was other stuff going on <laughs> that I think made us happier in the '90s. Uh, so yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Yeah, you're gonna make me depressed on a Saturday. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you're making me depressed. You're the one with the story. Don't be depressed. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. You need to have like crime, and then you have to have like crime, and then uh, something like to offset this balance. <laughs> well, crimes can also be fun. You don't have to murder people, you know. Like, uh, you could do victimless crimes, like stealing shit. Yeah, That's I love good. stealing candles. I love I love stealing candles from Whole Foods. How do you you steal candles from Whole Foods? I, I don't know if that that might be self incriminating if you go on now. Because uh, I, I don't, don't know who care. works at Whole Foods. You know what? I haven't been out. I like I, I haven't really been like shopping. I haven't done it in a while. But that yeah. is like my favorite thing to do, and Safeway. Oh, <laughs> Safeway is tight. Oh, you guys got Safeway. Safeway is a is a great place to go when you're on tour because they got those like shops where they got the little uh, I don't know hot sandwiches that are super cheap. Yeah, it's good stuff. But uh, stealing candles. Sounds like a good time to me. Right. What's, what's They're just so, like well, the thing about Whole Foods is they, they the, the price of the candles is so obnoxious. Yeah. That it just begs you to like. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get that. The, the candles like this fucking big and it's $40. Fuck you. Yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah. It, <laughs> so there, there's a feel good crime story. Yeah. Steal some candles. <laughs> And it's Whole Foods. They ain't hurt for money. No, it's owned by Amazon. So you're doing like a um. Oh shit! I forgot about that. Yeah, definitely steal from Whole service. Foods. Yeah, but don't, but yeah, don't tell like them Green you. sent you. Yeah, don't tell them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't hear it here, but steal from Whole Foods. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, yeah. Don't get depressed on a Saturday. You're living in beautiful Berkeley. You got the fuck out of that uh, crazy place that you're, you're from. And, uh, you know, I think that's a that's that's a true punk rock story. If if there ever was one, because uh, that's what I think a lot of uh, what what the what the punk rock community worldwide is for is, uh, you know, kind of being born into something you weren't super fond of. And uh, not that you don't like care about like where you came from. I think a lot of us kind of look back and still could be like, oh, you know, it wasn't so bad. There was all sorts of cool shit that we did and like blah, 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 blah. But ultimately, you had to get the fuck out and you did that. And uh, you started a really fucking cool magazine that everybody should go check out. And uh, yeah, I appreciate that. I, I think it's uh, like you talk about trying to be a service to the to the 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 scene as it were i guess is the best way to sum it all up and i think you do a great job at that uh because you know 
there's 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 lots of stuff out there, but uh, I don't know. There's 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 good quality with the uh, new noise. Uh, yeah, uh, what you guys do, uh, just with all of the 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 layout and everything, the way every magazine looks. It's 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 a beautiful thing, and I'm glad you're still doing it. And I hope you guys uh, keep doing it forever. Thank you. I appreciate that, Green. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're good here. I think uh, we covered all the bases we and I uh, appreciate you uh, bringing in the new the new branding of the show, even though I, I gave you like very little notice to like get ready to tell that. Yeah, I didn't bombshell <laughs> I of a story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, enjoy Germany. Oh, I will. I've been doing. I hope it. you guys are tour over here soon. It would be really great to see y'all again. I hope we tour like- somewhere soon. We we kind of up in the air about when the fuck we're gonna get, start doing anything again. But you know, everybody's enjoying kind of laying low and like, you know, doing crimes and stuff these days. I guess I I don't know how else do we make livings, uh, other than doing crimes. So I guess that's what everybody's up to. But you know, we'll we'll probably play music again soon. <laughs> Good. Yeah. And we'll see you in Berkeley. Yeah, you better get out here soon. Yeah. All right. And that's it for the Intruder Green podcast. You can hit me up on all the socials at Intruder Green or go to intrudergreen.com for all sorts of cool stuff. The Intruder Green call in line is plus one six zero eight five three five nine six zero eight. Patreon.com slash Intruder Green if you want to become a producer of the podcast. The Intruder Green Podcast is produced by Colin Bennett, management by Anka Kramer, hair and makeup by Genevieve Smith, set design Dylan Raymer, catering Matthew Hendershot, lighting squeak lights, Rahway, New Jersey. Our theme song is Particles by Tight Bros. Give him a high colonic and send him on a 10-mile hike. Whoop.